Welcome back, Splitting Gaps Podcast. Charlie O'Kane here, back with Marty Ryan and Brendan Beachler. How are we doing, fellas? Doing great. Good to be back. Happy yep. Friday. It's great, great to be back. Yes, sir. And uh, first episode of the new year. Um, just wanted to, first of all, have some announcements. I uh, wanted to thank, obviously, we started, um, started this podcast a couple months back, 2021. It's the new year. Um, I appreciate all the support and the uh, the engagement from you guys. You know, we do this show for you, and uh, I've really appreciated, um, you know, all the feedback, the questions, the critiques. Um, it's been really good, and we're looking to, uh, to do some new things um, this year, expand, do some different kind of um, – Different kind of things with the show. Um, not exactly your your NFL and your you know college football talk, but um, there's a lot of stories um, from a lot of people that I want to be you know told, and I think this is a great way to do it. So we're going to be expanding a little bit, do some different kind of things, and uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. But today we're back with um, we got a lot. We got a lot to go over. Um, so we've been gone for a while, and we had, obviously, the national championship earlier this week. We had a crazy bowl season, saw a lot of great, a lot of great games, a lot of, uh, a lot of movement around the NFL, uh, Black Monday. So a lot to catch you guys up on, but uh, we're going to start with um, some questions. We took questions from you guys, and a lot of good ones, so we're going to be getting into all of them here to start the show. So um, one thing we haven't gotten into, and being that we got some, uh, you know, we're see, we see a lot of red on this podcast, so uh, we're going to get into the Bulls. We got a lot of questions on the Bulls. So the first question I got from you guys was about the Zach and DeMar kind of dynamic we got going. Obviously, the Bulls are maybe the biggest story <laughs> in the NBA this year. Um, they got the one seed in the East. They've been fantastic. Billy Donovan's got the boys going. And DeMar, having probably his best year of his career, um, is in MVP talks. And I got a question about whose team is it between the two because DeMar's been getting, um, seems like, more love nationally, you know, about um, MVP. It's his team, even though – similar numbers him and Zach are right around you know that 26 27 point range so the question was whose team is it Mart um see it's tough because I you said DeMar is having his best year and I I think he is but so people are seeing that and that's I feel like that's why he's getting more love than Zach because I mean Zach's been doing this the same thing for the last exactly. five years for the Bulls so, I mean, it, we just have a good team now. That's that's the difference. And so people kind of are underappreciating Zach, I feel like, on this run that the Bulls have been on. So, I, I, I mean, personally, Zach's the guy who's been with it. I mean, he was there for the, the shittiest part of, like, the Bulls of the last 20 years. Was I mean, we had Paul Zipser starting, yeah. like, three years ago, and, and Levine was, was still there. So... I mean, I think it's Zach's team because he's been through the highs and lows and he's now reaping the rewards of sticking with uh, the Chicago. So, I don't know. I mean, DeMar, don't get me wrong. You love them both, but I, I personally think it's Zach's team. Yeah, and I think it's kind of like that the novelty aspect. You know, DeMar comes into town. It's his first year. 
there was some controversy as to, you know, did we pay him too much? You know, we gave him a lot, especially for a guy that's, um, is he on the wrong side of 30? Yeah, I think he's like 32. Right. And uh, see, for me, I, I'd agree. I'd say Zach's, Zach's the guy. But I think it's just, it's something new, you know, because it's new, it's got that novelty and it's like, wow, look at DeMar just reinvigorating his he's also a here. great veteran presence. Yeah. You know, I think he's a great guy to fit well, in how about and gel with that team. 100%. And a guy like Levine. Well, I mean, you saw it the other day. Io had his jersey raising ceremony at Illinois. He drove down to Champaign with yeah. Io. Like, yeah. it was literally just DeMar. So it's like, you got a rookie, and he's, he's like, injured, like, trying to bond with him you know what I mean so I mean that's just the type of guy he is seems like he's excited to be there and obviously the record in Chicago is reflecting uh the team's expectations and I mean they're, they're looking good I don't think it's really any fair to say it's anyone's team though I guess if it really came down to it I'd have to agree and say with Marty and say Levine just because yeah. he's been there tried and true right but I think bringing in a guy like DeRozan who now is liking where he's at he's always been a good teammate and that's rubbing off on other people in Chicago. And then, like he, like you said, he's starting to play his best ball now. Like, he, he's really hitting his stride. And although it's he might be the better player, like, I guess in a go-to situation, maybe, yeah, like, let's give it to DeMar DeRozan. Right. Like, and I think Levine might even be the guy they're reflecting to as a leader still. But that doesn't mean he can't hang over the reins. You know, DeMar can take it. For sure. And it's it's another thing. It's like... You think about where the Bulls have been just, you know, top six or seven, eight pick for five years in a row, hadn't been drafting well, just not just not even contending to be in the playoffs in the East where it's like more than half the teams make the, the playoffs. And it's just such a good problem to have. You know, we finally have a good problem, not like, oh, we got... Haven't they drafted like two sixth men? I know they took Patrick Williams from Florida State. Who'd they take? Um, we've our last couple of picks. I mean, we love picking like seventh overall, but yeah, it's I think it was Williams, well, Williams, Williams was Kobe White, Wendell Carter. He's off the team. Lori uh, off Lowry, the team. Yeah, because uh, yeah, he was a Patrick Williams was the sixth man. And Scotty <laughs> Scotty Barnes went top ten as yeah. the sixth man. Well, maybe that's Florida right, State so, just yeah. loves six men. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they Dude, do. How, but how crazy is that? Two guys from the same team get drafted one and done as the sixth man and go top ten in the NBA draft. Yeah. Like, what? That makes uh, zero sense. They're freak sense. athletes. That's why. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much upside. And it's uh, – I know, like where the Bulls are headed. You know, I really – I like that they're – I'll admit, I didn't think they'd be this good. And, you know, it's still certainly early, um, relatively. Right, like half a little, little earlier than halfway. Yeah, a little. But, you know, getting to that point – they they have a two game lead in the East. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nets are right there. Obviously, I still think the Nets are a better team. I agree. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they play in you know, towards the end of the season and how you think they'll fare against teams like the Bucks, Heat, Bull, or uh, I'm sorry, Heat, Nets, Bucks, and Sixers mm-hmm. in like a seven game series because that's what it comes down to, and that's where you need those two guys we were talking about to be star caliber high-level playing. I mean, competing against, like, Giannis and yeah. Joel Embiid and, I mean, everyone on the Nets. And speaking of the Nets, obviously, you know, they have the best player in the world, Kevin Durant. And uh, we had another question to keep it on the Bulls about um, who we're looking – because, you know, we're going to look to make moves by the deadline. 
And something we kind of need is that kind of stretch four guy that can play good D. Doesn't need to be, you know, a big usage guy. But uh, we had questions about who's that guy that we're going to look to bring in. And in a big part, who's a guy that we can bring in that can at least slow down, you know, the Joel Embiid's, the Giannis's, and the KD's just enough to where we can actually compete? Is there anyone that you guys think would fit? like that kind of role i mean personally i mean i think the perfect guy for the bulls is one of beach's guys uh jeremy grant from detroit no we're holding on I, <laughs> but that's not, not i've seen so i've seen a couple of things like detroit doesn't know if they want to move him like all this because like he went he signed with detroit to like revamp the organization like the owner him and the owner like love each other like have a great yeah. relationship so it would be it's touchy to to say, say he would even get moved in general, but if they were to move yeah, him, yeah, he'd would, be a great piece. I mean, he was an all star. Yeah, he's and great. He, he's tremendous. He, he's a guy that's. I mean, another like just kind of similar to Zach, obviously, but to a lesser extent. Just at just an incredible athlete that he's like a, a later bloomer in his NBA career. Like now, these last two three years, he's been incredible. He's playing some of the best defense in the league. I mean, if. The Bulls really wanted to like say they were gonna make a move to try and win. I think he'd definitely be the guy. But the problem is, like, if you want someone who's really good, you gotta give somebody up who's yeah. really good because we, we don't have the picks. We already gave up the picks to get Vooch. So it would either have to be probably either Williams or Kobe would have to be given to Detroit for um Jeremy Grant. But I and I don't know if the Bulls wanna do that. So that's why it's it's tough tough situation. Um, to say because the team, everybody's come to love these guys so far this year. Not I mean, Williams we're at to the halfway extent, point, and they got the lead. So I, I think they're, and yeah, everyone always talks about making a move to, you know, get ahead, but they're ahead. Yeah. And so I, that's why I, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what they're thinking right now because this front office has shown like they'll, they'll just make a move. Like they don't care. Right. I mean, out of nowhere, we we just got Demar Derozan like in the offseason. like that was that wasn't expected like at all. Yeah. Vucevic at the trade deadline last year for no reason like so they they just do whatever they they want honestly and person and that's that's kind of nice. It's refreshing, especially as a Bulls front office that's been atrocious. But we'll we'll see what they do. I I think Grant would be a good guy though for the team to add. He seems like a great teammate too, yeah. honestly. Yeah. yeah, and no, I love. I love Grant. His his growth over the last couple of years has been absurd. Like watching him last year play, you know, like Pistons Bulls playing to, you know, slop teams, but he was far and away the best player on the court. Even like at times in those games, like he was the best player on the court for the Pistons all year, but it was Zach Levine and Jeremy Grant and he is yeah no he is like the perfect guy it's it's funny because if Wendell Carter was able to just figure it out at all we wouldn't even need to be you know he would be the guy he'd be that like tween guy not a traditional center you can kind of stretch him to the four you know if he figured out at all where we didn't have to you know ship him to Orlando well I guess that Vooch you know I don't know if he was their top target when for the magic when we brought Vooch over, but um, I yeah we we'd have to give up Kobe for sure. Um, 
But, yeah, again, good problems to have. You know, we'll bring someone in. I'm not sure who it's going to be. Um, I heard I heard rumors about Robert Covington okay. coming over. Um, he's like a 3 and D guy. Yeah. Um, I guess you could throw – like, we do like to go small with, uh, like, you know, when Vooch isn't out there, we like to go small and, and get out and run and, and uh, you know, shoot the lights out. But we'll see. Um it's going to be an interesting race in the East because obviously it seems like we're due for some regression and that's, you know, Kyrie's back. They got everyone healthy for the first time since they, you know, put the big three together. Um, but to transition from the Bulls, I do want to keep it in Chicago. Obviously the Pace-Nagy era is over. Finally, it's about time. And... Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know where we go from here. Um, like, what, what are we, what are we trying to turn this team into? You know, like we, we've tried the quarterback whispers. You know, the Trustmans, the Nagy. We tried the, the offensive gurus. The last guy that worked for us was Lovey, and Lovey was defense through and through. Let your offense work, but defense is going to win you the game. So I'm interested to hear who you guys think would be a would be a good fit for, like, this team that we have now? I personally think, like like you said, they, they're sticked. I mean, it's organizations, like, it's been nothing but just defense throughout the for 100 whatever the hell years mm-hmm. they've been around. So it's like I, we try and go away from our identity and hiring a bunch of idiots, like, to run this team that weren't, like, fit for it and they were terrible. And we didn't were, really have experience. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and we, we were terrible. And, so, if they, like like you said, Lovey was a guy that worked. So, like, I mean, th- there's a couple of good defensive minds. I know, what's it called? Like, Flores, um, Todd Bowles. They're, like, how about, like, Gerard Mayo? Like, I mean, there's there's a bunch of ways they could go defensively. And so, if, if, if they were to, like, I, I have, we obviously have no idea what the organization's thinking. Because it's been an organization that's been pretty, like, airtight. No on one what, knows what yeah, they're thinking. Exactly. They, well, so, it's a big decision. It's, like, one of those coveted jobs. You know, yeah. I feel like certain jobs in any profession, college or pro, carry that much more weight. You like know what I mean? In the NFL, I mean, like, you think Bears, Steelers, Cowboys, Niners. Like, you know, I mean, for, they're kind of, like, that's, yeah, they're historic. Yeah, that's what I'm It's for sure historic. Packers. And, Packers, yeah, and, like, the Bears specifically really embody that defensive. You know, they're a gritty city. Monsters in the midway. Yeah, it's like, you know, we got big, tough guys up front. I mean, you think of, like, the the bridge. I mean, just, like, Dick, all big guy defense, you know. The city of wide shoulders. And uh, I I think defensive is the way to go. I I think your offense will naturally just kind of hopefully fall into play. I think Fields will be good for the foreseeable future. Um, maybe if he's gr- and if he's great. I mean, Chicago made the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. Exactly. So literally anything's possible. Exactly. At that, I think you just focus on the defense. I mean, what what was Chicago's defense was lights out a few years ago, yeah. and that got him. Who was their quarterback? Mitch. 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 And Mitch is, I mean, he's kind it's of a backup. No. His yeah, career is over. He's yeah. a backup. So focus on the defense. Get a coach that players are, one, excited to play for, and, two, can coach the shit out of the defensive end. I like Todd Bowles, personally. I think he's one of the best choices. 
Um, I, if you want to go in the opposite spectrum and like really go offense, um, I can't think of his name right now, but the Chiefs OC Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, or <laughs> it's funny. Like uh, I like him. He is just an interesting for, looking man. He is, but I feel like he's really due. He didn't get any interviews. Shockingly, last year, um, I feel like if the Chiefs maybe make another run. Uh, even if they don't, I think he's a tremendous candidate for any yeah, head coaching I, job. I think I think the Bears are scarred from Chiefs offensive coordinator personally. <laughs> Go right back and get the other yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's funny, like they were saying, um what's it called? Brian Dable from Buffalo and everybody's like we can't hire him. He's just—he literally looks like Fat Matt Nagy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we if we go from Matt Nagy to Fat Matt Nagy, like yeah. I don't know how that would work. But uh, um, also on like one note too on the Bears job, it's like you—I mean, we live in the city, so it's you. you there, there's a buzz around the Bears every damn week, and everybody loves them, obviously. But it's a city where like it's the baby. Chicago's if you're baby. if they're bad, then they're like everybody gets like. Relentless yeah. on on the organization yeah. and the players yeah. and the coaches like they demand but that, success exactly that's just it's how just it works. So if if they're it pers- like there might not be people that want the Bears job, but if you were to take the Bears job and you're the guy that turns it around, you're yeah. you're a legend. I mean, yeah. th- that's how that's, those jobs that, that's how the are. fans like, exactly. look look at look at Michigan. That's yeah, exactly how Michigan sure. and that's exactly how Notre Dame are. Yeah, mm-hmm. like wow, if you could be the prodigal son, return and bring him back to glory when when they were whether it's a former player or coach. Right. It's just it always does. It's that. It's like but. that whole thing where it's like, you know, you'll never have you'll never pay for a meal yeah, or a drink exactly. in the city like, again. Oh, like legend. You know, right. Like, like they do that. Maggie like, goes back. You know, he's at you know takes a trip down to the cut in the city and everyone's like get out of here pussy you know like and yeah. you know like screw you you don't want him but you know even even lovey who he was quiet he was you know under the radar guy but he could coach football and you know he comes back and you know people are fond of lovey and they appreciate that he is one of the few guys that we have looking back since mike Ditka that did something that that won some games and and got us to the big ones and put us in a position where we can compete with, you know, the, you know, Belichick's of the world yeah. and, and the Mike McCarthy's. The and it was like the last time we actually could, you know, take one from the Packers at all. I know. So, dude, we fired, you, Lo- we fired Lovey after a 10 and 6 yeah, season. It's, <laughs> like, I mean, well, hey, I the Lions fired Caldwell and, and Caldwell, like, led him to the playoffs yeah. like twice. When did we stop, like, the Lions have only made the playoffs like three times. What are you? Yeah, like, yeah, why are, you why are we thinking? Let's like we want more. Right? <laughs> no, what? I'm sorry. What? Um, keeping it Bears kind of wise too, but also like uh, coaching wise. Are we buying this Harbaugh to the NFL hype? I, yes. I I feel like it's definitely something. Every year it's cracking yeah. me up because this has really been the only year where Michigan's had actual success, you know, something to bring to the table and boast about on, like, a college national spectrum. Right. And nonetheless, years before this, Harbaugh's always drawn attention. He was very successful with the 49ers. He's been relatively successful at Michigan, but not successful enough to, like, have that job security. So he's always kind of had relationships, I felt like. It could be. But now it's being so publicized. And I'm like, and he's been honest and said, like, Entertaining and pursuing are very different yeah, things. Yeah, it's like, all about who the terminology. entertain a job? And I also feel like with him, maybe I, I don't know if he wants to take on another really 
project. Like he, like Michigan's kind of been a project for him. But he's always. I mean, San Fran now. was a project. Yeah, he, I mean, maybe you like, so maybe you just yeah. like taking on projects. But <laughs> I mean, what do you guys think? Do you do you think he maybe not Bears if you're thinking that, but anywhere else you think he will actually yeah, consider I, or be at? I was gonna say about Harbaugh, it's he. It could be a ploy, honestly, to try and get more money out of Michigan, but that doesn't seem no. like he just cut like, his yeah. he just the, cut his contract to nothing yeah. and then just donated it all. <laughs> yeah, so, so he doesn't seem like a guy that's just out like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'll get them for another couple million dollars, right, yeah. like, like squeeze. But them. with this whole thing, you always have to think like, where there's smoke, there's fire. You know what I mean? There's all of this isn't coming out for no reason. Dude, Jay Glazer, fucking that guy, he never reports on anything. And he's the, his his big story was that Harbaugh is, is calling people for an NFL staff. He's, he's, trying, a, he's trying to get his staff no, together. No, You didn't see where, that? So where do you think he's going? Where is he going? Las Vegas. You think he's going to Vegas? Yeah. I, I strongly disagree. Well, I think if the the only one I as like a Michigan fan would be concerned about losing him to are like the Colts or like or the, the Bears. Bears. Yeah. Because the I mean he got drawn to Michigan out of the memorabilia and he had it really good with the 49ers. I just feel like it's going to take a lot to draw there to draw you there and it's not money based. Like do you think he really wants to go set up in Vegas? I mean yeah. maybe. I mean, I don't he's know. been on the West Coast before. He went. I mean, Vegas is so different than San Francisco. Vegas is a lot. You, they've been in Vegas one year. They got two DUIs. They got a player who killed someone. Yeah. I mean, so who's who? Is, who, in your opinion, then is like the guy for Vegas? Like, I think who's it's the coach? Be. Who's the forty, fifty-year-old guy that's like ready to take on Vegas? Honestly, like I really think there's. I think there's a lot that goes into it, and Vegas is definitely a huge part of it. I think you need someone like Mike Tomlin. I mean, I really think you just need someone like that who's just so, like, relatable. Demands control. But demands, but, like, you want you know he will get excellence and he's just such no a bullshit. no bullshit guy. Dude, I think that's why I think Harbaugh would be perfect for Vegas. If you look at how he's coached in the past, like his players like love him, obviously. He's dealt with a bunch of different things, like with I mean the whole Ka- like Kaepernick's obviously a character with all and he brought yeah, but that was that was no, I mean that was really at the end of his tenure there. I mean he got because Kaepernick won them the Super Bowl. No, they didn't. Or no, win. no, no, no. They lost they to the there. Ravens. Yeah, they lost, but they did that whole thing. And but the two before that, I, I believe, were with Alex Smith. So like the yeah. Kaepernick stuff was really right at the end of his tenure there. Yeah. So Kaepernick, he got Kaepernick one good season. The his one good one. Do you remember that game against the Packers? Yeah, where he was just. I remember thinking, I've never seen a human being run like this. Where he was he's a just, gazelle, yeah, gazelle, was a gazelle, an absolute gazelle, just all lost. over the Packers. I and couldn't it was believe like, it. What yeah. the fuck, dude? But yeah, I like, like. You think he's gonna go? Like, what if he follows up Urban in Jacksonville? Dude, I have. Yeah, it's it has been interesting because every year that because Michigan is such a national brand. There's talks about you know the future every year, like you know what I mean. In in these jobs, if they don't you know achieve their you know their mission and they don't you know win the big one, it's like okay, what 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 are we up to next year? Are we are we cleaning house? Are we changing things? Are I we- also have a hard time where like Michigan is just coming off of an Ohio State win. 
and they got a good recruiting class. Like, things are looking up, and I just feel like he wouldn't almost do Michigan like that in a way where it's, okay, look at the opposite spectrum. What's available in college football? If this happens, who's Michigan bringing in? You know, like, do they just go interim the whole season until, like, next year and then think about it? Like, mm-hmm. the, I mean, these processes are so fast. It's really late in the you, coaching it, cycle it for is. Michigan. That's why. That's why it, it is. is. So I don't as know fan, if he's going to burn them like that. I as feel a like fan, I'd be scared. You know what I mean? That, I don't know, though, but I don't would, think he, he would do that. That though. would be burning them. Like, absolutely. It would be, and I, like, I think, I think for him, stage. Harbaugh would I, – I truly believe after all this time and what he's done – and what Michigan's done for him and everything, I really feel like it would have to be something where it's almost like an adult conversation. And it's just like, hey, after this year, I've had fun here, but I think we're going to have to move on. Like maybe like midpoint through a season. Yeah. Like I, I, you really see a hard time with him burning Michigan this late in the college coaching cycle. We also don't know. That conversation might have already been had. You know what I mean? After he beats – Ohio State or something like tells tell like guys I no because go Michigan would have been way more of a big player for some of the for some guys that's true that's like, true too you would have heard about yeah, there were, some buzz around yeah. other people like and yeah like think of all those big names and like you think Campbell wouldn't have gotten a look or yeah Fickle or something you think yeah. Fickle wouldn't yeah. have? I mean Fickle was in the playoff you don't think like I mean something would have come out there has been no talk of Michigan looking for a coach there has been no talk for Literally, the only talk has been Harbaugh saying uh, he's entertaining it, mm-hmm. which he's entertained it for years because they ke- they always keep coming. It's yeah, just that because Michigan, when you've done it and you've had success, it's there's always going to be that. It was that, like you Gruden know, hey. every year. Remember when Gruden was just doing Monday Night Football and every year five coaches would get fired yeah. and it's, oh, man, like everyone wants Gruden. He's right. number one. Yeah. He's number one. You know, he's been great and he retired and now he's doing this. But, man, if we could get him out right. there, he'd be really good we'll and he'd compete. coach some football yeah. games, we'd be back. And that that's what the, the, the belief now is he's pretty much just another version of that where it's like, man, if we could yeah. bring him in, if we could get him. And I don't know. I I don't know what are the what would be the fits. Like the I, Giants, I, the Vikings, no one wants the to, Broncos. Yeah, I mean, Dude, the Giants are a worse. The Bears, like Jacksonville. It's some of the worst coaching jobs that you can ask for, honestly. That are available: Houston, yeah. Jacksonville, the, the Giants. Like, the Raiders is the mo is is exciting. They might you know, the Raiders is. might even give uh, what's his face the job, the interim. I think he R- should Rich, get Rich the job. Pasicchio, I don't remember. He's in the playoffs. Yeah. In the the fact that they out. are in the playoffs is unbelievable. They were six and, and all seven. The talk and won the has last been four. about that division all year. I mean, obviously, we know the Chiefs are good. And then we started. To, the Chargers took leaps this year, kind of mm-hmm. trailed off to the end. But look at they got beat out by the Raiders, like they beat them straight yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. And for the playoffs. That and they like did he it. is not he is not getting enough credit for what no. they, like what they did there. Basicia, like I, because it's Vegas. Yeah, it Vegas has that like that like tangible, you know, weight around it that makes it you know, a bigger deal, the coach and, you know, the new stadium, they're new in Vegas and all these things. So it's like you want that bigger, you know, more established guy to be the presence there. But it's like, dude, if I'm uh, if I'm Mayock, it's kind of like, dude, this guy just di- pulled off a miracle. And if they they See, could, they could beat call. since they could be, you know, they could win yeah. a playoff game. And it's like it's tough to to say, yeah, he's gonna be our coach moving forward. But it's like it, 
uh, I don't know. He might get like he'd get a job somewhere else. You you also need like a kind of like a almost like a culture building thing in Vegas. I mean, Oakland to Vegas is not a short drive. Like these people aren't like coming in. And their culture right games. now is just getting hammered and driving their car. That's and yeah, their culture. The call and I'm saying like from like a fan base thing is like a lot of these like great kind of like coaches and. NFL teams that it, like the Patriots, loyal fan base, the Steelers, like really loyal, like who have been good and loyal. That like if you're gonna have this in Vegas with switching locations like that, like there is not many people in Vegas who are staying in Vegas and are like real like they're pumped, but that's such a small amount. Yeah, a lot of same thing what you're noticing with SoFi too with the Rams and Chargers is. Big games are drawing in a national audience to the game because it's a hot commodity yeah. to go and see the new stadium in L.A. or Vegas and spend a weekend. Right. There. You're visiting. You're going to Vegas, you know, on a trip. It's yeah. like, let's catch a game. Let's see the game. It's yeah. not like loyal fans. So no. I guess if, you know, and that's hard for a coach, I feel like, if you really want to come in and, like, accept that it's role. It's hard for the organization. You just, like, you just know you won't have, like, that kind of backing for, like, a while. And that's why I think you need a guy to get the people excited. And that's why it's, like, I hated it because it's, like, the Raiders have some of the best fans in sports. And they've been fucked so twice, loyal. dude. Yeah. Like, they keep, they've moved two or three times. And it's, like, dude, you don't do that. You know, it just seems so wrong. And I know there's... Billions and billions of dollars that go into the the marketing and the you know the decisions in terms of what's best, how are we gonna do the most, yeah, be the best. And, but it's like it's all just these a guys cool move, yeah, and all know? these guys. Like, do you remember their last game in Oakland when Gruden was going around like around the stadium like after the game and like basically dapping up every fan. It was like that was I, – I could give two shits about the Raiders, and it made me sad. You know, I'm like, could you imagine, like, the a team – like, the Bears obviously would never happen, but it's like they moved to, you know, St. Louis. Yeah. It's like wh- how could you do that to, yeah. you know, a generational tradition of where, you know, the Bears, you it's know, crazy. the Monsters of the Midway. Like, that – it's su- it sucks. Like – so it is it is weird and there needs to be a culture build like as soon as possible because if these problems continue <laughs> are they going to move back you know like get, like we can't do Vegas like yeah. we literally cannot have a team here because everyone is getting arrested and yeah. you know it's I don't insane. know if it's the, it's, yeah. it's insane. the hockey team's been cleaning it up though um, should we talk playoffs? Just kind of we yeah. get into that. So another question we had I want to start cuz this may might be the most intriguing game for me personally, okay. which is Bills Pats. So, it's a, is it still a four and a half? Yeah. So I, I think I saw four, but yeah, so four yeah, Bills decent decent favorite um, over a field goal, and I it's shaping up to be part two of that Monday night game that was you know the Mac Jones two pass game. That they handled the Bills and beat the Bills with Mac Jones only throwing two passes, so in the same conditions, the question was, what do they? What can they do? What should the Bills do? How can the Bills do it? Go same conditions, same you know kind of shitter of a game where it's not going to be your traditional you know Josh Allen you know carving up a defense. Like what can they do to make sure that it's not you know same result as as you know. 
the Pats running it down their throat. I mean, it's the playoffs. You just got to want to win and just win the battle up front. I mean, the, they ran all over them. So if you can just – I just trust your guys on the outside and just hope that they don't throw and beat your big on some of these things. But limit – just you got to stop that run attack. That cannot happen again. It shouldn't yeah. have happened in the first place. But and yeah, it's if not you like make Derek them – I think the Bills it. are a better team, okay? Yeah, I just think are, if, if you make the talented. Patriots play a balanced game where they have to beat you with their guys straight up, I don't think it's going to happen. I think if you – if the Bills' defense responds, shuts them down a little bit, get the Bills' offense a little confidence, then you know what two TDs could win that game. Yeah, and my my big thing is like Josh Allen, he's tough as nails. He puts his head down. He can run the ball. You they need if it's going to be a similar type game, kind of just you know just punch after punch both ways. They they're going to need Singletary. To be able to be productive on the ground, it cannot. They need someone in that backfield to be able to move the ball, other than Josh Allen. You know, they didn't have that. They haven't really had that until Devin Singletary had his best game in three years in Week 18. He had like over 100 yeah. yards, and it's like he's a talented back, but there's so little trust. It's like, oh, you know what? We're just gonna keep the ball in Josh Allen's hands as much as possible. If they can get Singletary going. To where he's, you know, he gets, you know, give him 20 carries, like 20 carries for 80 yards. If Devin Singletary's uh, line looks like that at the end of the game, they will win, you know. But my other, my other big thing is like, I, how much, how much does that tell you about the trust that the Pats have in Mac Jones, who's been great this year, in that those conditions? Two passes, two passes they threw. He's from Jacksonville. Played his ball in Florida and then Bama. So this is basically his second, third game in crazy conditions. And his he's going to need to make some throws. You yeah, know? I think he can, though. And That's I, I mean, I, to play devil's advocate, like saying uh, the Bills more talented and such, I think New England is built to win this game. Yeah. Like, they, Mac Jones, I mean, their offense, he's not, he's not Aaron Rodgers throwing it down the field, but... They can dunk and pick your spots, and yeah. he's done it fine. They've won, what, 11, 12 games, whatever they have. And ten and seven. the Patriots can run the ball, too, obviously. Like, I mean, Damian Harris is a beast. Ramondre Stevenson's a beast. Like, they got a, they got, and they got horses on the O-line, too. So, I it's a tough spot for Buffalo to be, I mean. They got to get them behind the sticks. It's where they are, obviously, their location, playing in a game like this, but. To to draw the Pats uh, in the first round, goes. it's it's a tough tough game. These matchups to me, I was just looking at them all. They're all very intriguing and just look like good matchups just on paper, like mm-hmm. just between the teams. Very like Bucks Eagles. I mean, the Eagles are sneaky. I, I think, think the, the Eagles Bucks, could win. Too, I think the Bucks honestly. will win, but I am most excited for. I'll pick one in the AFC and one in the NFC. I'll mm-hmm. go NFC first. Cowboys Niners. Oh yeah. I love the Niners. I was saying that yesterday, and everybody was shitting on me. I love the Niners. Uh, Boys have obviously been great all year, but, man, that division's tried and true, and when you get to play teams like the Rams and Cardinals uh, twice each, I mean, that's good. And compared to the Cowboys playing absolute poo-poo. And, Mar, you talked about, you know, the Pats being built to win that kind of game. Like, the Niners are built to win these kind of games too where yeah. they get you a little out of 
you're they they'll get you know the Cowboys aren't going to do what you know what they did against you know the football team scoring fifty. No, it's really because they own they just they demand the ball and they hold the ball and you that's how you beat a team with Dak and Amari Cooper and C D Lamb is you hold onto the ball. And they as run much that outside possible. zone offense, throwing if if you get a healthy kittle and you get good quarterback play out of San Francisco, I mean Trayvon Diggs has been lights out all season, okay? He thrives off of quarterbacks making mistakes and he jumps them. He's also slightly bad at allowing the big play. Yeah. With guys like Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, guy, and then uh, whoever they're running out of the back. The does back, it, it does, the back I'll running. tell you what. They are poised to, I think, pick them apart. And I, I don't know. I like San Francisco. And I'll week. tell you, all, all week, the coaching staff for the Cowboys have been waking up in cold sweats thinking about Debo Sam, Samuel and George Kittle because those are two of the toughest, biggest matchup nightmares in the league. Like, you give me two guys, you'd be hard-pressed to find another duo like that on the offensive side of the ball that can just break a game. You know, yeah. that, and they're two guys, it's not like, okay, we're going to game plan for Jamar Chase. We can't let him get over the top. You can't game plan at all for them because it's like, all right, we're – we're gonna keep Debo, you know, inside the number. Oh, now he's in the backfield, you know. Yeah. And then, and then Kittle. It's like he's faster than your linebackers. He's bigger than your DBs, and he's as strong as your D lineman. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I'm interested to see how the Cowboys kind of, you know, try to limit that, or they try to get, you know, into spots where they can't, you know, they can't have Debo, you know, running the ball, you know, ten times, but. It's got, I, I'm excited for that game. That game is going to be fun. I also think that Shanahan will outcoach. Yeah, McCarthy. that's what I was saying, too, for sure. And also, I mean, you can't count the Cowboys short. Like, the obvious weakness of, great team. of San Francisco is their defense. I mean, it's nothing nothing special. So, I mean, if Dallas comes out with, I'm sure they're going to, Kellen Moore is a great coach. They're going to have a good offensive game plan. And it might, it might be a high-scoring game, but like you said, if San Francisco can hold the ball, which they do, because they run it a million times for fucking for positive plays, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it'll that de- yeah, it's gonna be a great game. But I just love that like it's so hard, and I think the reason like the Niners pose such a threat is because they have these you know utility utility knife guys where it's not they don't do they don't get in like there's no real like trends and how they play offensively besides running the ball like it's fast outside zone quick dump downs and hitches. they don't use their best players the same way twice you know like they'll get Debo had a couple game or they, I mean obviously what he did against the Rams to get him into the playoffs was unbelievable but they spread they spread them out and they put them in different spots every time and they make it hard on a defense like you need to be very inventive as a play caller to have a team that can be very explosive and very hard to you know game plan for when you run the ball that much you know what I mean usually it's like a monolith you run the ball and that's how we're going to beat you but it's like if Jimmy G is has any sort of confidence and plays like he can it's like and that's what it is yeah that's what that's how they beat the Packers Mm -hmm. in that NFC championship they he great quarterback play um, that ASC game, I was going to say, mm-hmm. Bengals-Raiders. I'm really excited for that because 
What's the spread in that game? They're four and a half, two or something. To Bengals? Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, interesting to me because you get the Bengals are so young, and but they, they've obviously been tremendous. It's five and a half, by the way, the line. Okay. Uh, but they're, they're both just been so hot, and I, I kind of want to see like who's gonna who's gonna break. Like the Raiders have gone through it all season. They just got a huge win against a division rival to slingshot them into the playoffs. Bengals were tremendous down the stretch. Beat the Out- Chiefs, yeah. You dismantled. Yeah, I, they did everything they had to do, and it was tough. I remember sitting in here doing this podcast with you guys talking about the Bengals and how tough their stretch was, mm-hmm. really, to kind of, like, even win the division but, you know, get a good position in the playoff bracket. And, yeah, they're sitting at, what, the four seed <clears throat> as a division winner? And if they win this game, Who's to say they couldn't go on and beat Tennessee? So I did want to make this announcement. Um, if the Pats win, the Pats play the Titans, and then if the Bengals win, the Bengals would play the Chiefs. So again. I did want to make this announcement because I made it official um, about 10 days ago. I'm officially a Bengals fan. Um, All right. Uh, through the end of the season. So um, – <laughs> I decided that I wouldn't, you know, deprive myself of having a rooting interest in the playoffs. Uh, didn't have it with ND this year, didn't have it with the Bears. So um, I asked our roommate, I asked Colin if it was all right that I joined. And I wanted to get, you know, confirmation that it was okay to approval. hop on. Approval yeah. for the bandwagon. <laughs> but um, I didn't want to be that kind of bandwagon fan, so I've been tr- I've been trying to act like a lifelong Bengals fan. Okay. You know, like, oh, Chris Collins. Is he giving worth, you tips? Like, and so we've been talking about how I can be better at being a Bengals fan. So I'm so I'm so hyped. Like who day, you know, yeah. it's gonna be Ooh. great. I got the Bengals winning it all. Um, they have a pat. I would love to see them play the Chiefs again because that was a classic. Yeah. I would like to see them play the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Mm-hmm. I guess what I would ideally hope is Bills Bengals win. Bengals play Titans and win, and then Chiefs beat Bills, and then you get Bengals Chiefs. I I don't know. I personally think. That Las Vegas is going to win this game. As much as I do like Cincinnati too, typical like, Bears fan. Over there's there. there's something about it. I don't know. It's for the Bengals. I mean, are so young, and I mean, but Joe. It always I know, the Joe, magic Joe's always wears off. So Joe's good. a gamer. The magic always wears off. That's a little what bit, yeah, I think. With those, kind there's of just teams. there's something about this game. I I mean, how do you not bet on Vegas though? That's Vegas what I'm saying. Even if they don't win, dude, I. I think they're covering. I've been betting, as you guys personally know. I am. A, that's good I've value. always been on the Raiders. Raiders, Raiders money yeah. line. I'm they, when you. the Lions were a disaster, they still are. But you want to give better. us one of your uh, your callouts, your Raiders? Oh, your Raiders! <laughs> but yeah, we em? we I love the Raiders. I've been on them all year. They've won me money. They've lost me money. Um, it's but I I don't know. The Bengals are so exciting to watch. They almost look like a a young Chiefs. That just is loaded. I mean, Joe Burrow can unload the ball downfield. They have T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase. Tyler Boyd's those, the greatest wide receiver three those I've ever seen. Those were three big shot names in college football in the past five Dude, years. Dude, and Tyler Boyd. Past three years. Tyler yeah. Boyd, just two years ago, two years ago, before Higgins and before Chase, was took the spot from AJ Green as the wide receiver one on the Bengals, yeah. and was very good. Yeah, they bring in two, un- and T Higgins is unbelievable. Like everyone's on yeah, Jamar it's Chase, so crazy but that. T Higgins is 
like AJ Green 2.0. Think about he this. goes up. He's that big, you know, that big play, big guy. Like go up yeah. and get it. And Jamar Chase is like, I'm just gonna run past you. And Joey Burrow is just swinging get, it. Just go to like just. I'm gonna get it to you. Yeah, that's that's the big mismatch in this. Uh, Think about those the, Ra- the Raiders' corners are a joke. I mean, they were they were starting Damon Arnett, dude. Before he's, yeah. he's threatening some dude with a gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's Vegas and getting caught. Like he's that, dude, shoot that dude. That dude was starting yeah. on on a on a playoff team. Like they're they are very thin in the secondary. Yeah, so I think a good uh, place to go. We did have uh, some people wanted to hear our uh, our Super Bowl picks. So we're in the. Uh, the playoffs, so I'm gonna go. I'm I'm Bengals. I think the Bengals are gonna win the, the the Super Bowl this year, and I will be at the parade. Who do you think they'll be playing? Uh, I got Bengals over the Packers. Okay, that would be a fun Super Bowl. Um, my bet before the season, which is still alive, was Bills Bucks. I have since thrown money on the Packers because I do feel like. <laughs> They're a good team. So it's a good hedge. But then I did double down on the Bucks. I saw them at plus like nine hundred and was like, "They're plus nine hundred to win." If you're giving me Tom at plus nine hundred, yeah. I'm like, "That's all I need." Dude, yeah. He's fucking. He's won so, seven Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah. The way I look at it is, I I I really think that the Bucks. I think it's gonna be between Bucks and Packers. They're gonna be there. They're gonna be there. Yeah. yeah like you don't. You're like, why are we acting like they're not? I mean, like they always are. Uh, it happens every year. It's like, it's like. You know, I think we're going to see Chiefs Packers though. I I think this that there is this narrative that Mahomes will lose to great quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Like he beat Garoppolo and then it's going to be like lost to Tom Brady, loses to Aaron Rodgers, maybe Brady or Rodgers again. Yeah. And it's just like like these guys at the just, end of their just careers. Known, just and then like, around. oh, maybe finally, finally he's the wily veteran. And when it's he's like, like 30. He, and, and then it's like, oh, Joe Burrow's now winning Super Bowls. <laughs> or then it's like Justin Josh Herbert. Allen won a couple in there. And Herb, I mean, there's a lot of young quarterbacks, but I just, I he needs to capitalize during this stretch where he's still like the young gun and like yeah. establish himself. But I, I worry that it's going to be like, oh, he beat Garoppolo and the ceiling was here, but then he lo- loses to and Brady. He, he loses to forty-year-old Brady and near forty-year-old Rodgers. Yeah. And Dude, but I yeah. think I think a team that everybody's missing is I think Tennessee is going to win the AFC. I don't like Tennessee. See, that's what, that's what every, that's why I ever, ever no one likes that's Tennessee. That's what they want you to yeah, think. Exactly. <laughs> No one likes Tennessee, dude. Derrick Henry's back, dude. They're gonna. I couldn't even believe they beat the Patriots and the Ravens that one year. That oh, yeah, was I know. absurd A- in Baltimore. I'm telling you, yeah. that Mike, was the Mike Earl Ra- Thomas getting getting blocked. Like I when Derrick Henry turned it. Earl Thomas into his lead blocker. Yeah, dude. What's his? What's it? It was Lamar's though? MVP season. Yep, just dismantled him. I mean, you're talk, you talk Joe Burrow's a gamer, dude. Mike, that, uh, they Mike ended, Vrabel is they a ended gamer. Brady's, yeah. They ended Brady's Patriots I know. career. Pick Literally, six. Yeah. The I pick remember, six, the last play of the game. I couldn't believe it. But, yeah, no, so, I yeah, mean, there's... I, I like, uh, I like uh, Chiefs, Chiefs Packers. You got, I think yeah. I, I got Buccaneers, Tennessee in the Super Bowl. I had actually two. I'd like that. Or two years ago, I'd bet, um, I'd bet preseason and double down regular season Chiefs Packers Super Bowl because it was the uh, NFL 50 50th Super Bowl. I was like, oh, I, I, and they were the it. first Super that Bowl. That was the first Super Bowl, and it ended up uh, 
I mean, Packers were right there to, to the fiftieth Super Bowl. That was the Panthers versus the Broncos. or NFL one hundred. That's what it oh, was. Oh, the NFL yeah. was that this year? No, that was two years two ago. Two years ago, whatever it was, I was like, oh, and it almost happened, but they lost circle. to the Niners. Yeah, that, I agree yeah. with you now. And yeah, I was, that was completely pissed. But um, yeah, no, I do. You guys like the expanded playoff? Uh, I do because I think it puts more pressure to be the one, and I think it makes it a lot more competitive down the street. We had a ton, dude. That that like four or three three o'clock slate week eighteen. Those games were all electric. Yeah, and like the last, even like the last three weeks. I remember when we were doing this last, we were talking about who's going to lock up this one, and we were throwing names out like the Patriots, and now they're sitting there at the six. The Titans were in contention. The Bengals were in contention for mm-hmm. it. The Chiefs. Um, and the or the uh, Titans ended up actually getting it, but he, he, Green Bay was controlling their destiny, and they did. The, uh, it, it's I like it, I do. It, it, the seventh team, it's nice looking at each of these number seven teams, though. I, I want to see a seven do some damage one time. I think, yeah, I like. I, I think Jalen Hurts is gonna have a game on uh, Sunday. And I, I think the Eagles will keep it close. Like it's, it's nice. He's such a competitor. Yeah, like he's not gonna let it get. It is nice having that extra team and that extra game. Like I'm not complaining about more football. No, exactly. The the Eagles are pretty good. And who's the seventh? The football team gave uh, Patriots or whoever gave the or the Bucks a scare last year. Oh no, it's the Steelers. The Steelers. Yeah, Taylor Heineke. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Heineke. They lost by what? Eight points. That was a close game. It was Heineke who was fourth on the depth chart to start the year. Just battling yeah. and play, dude that's when i was like this kid has a set of brass balls like that was the the start of the you know him just a, being just so good at inside the five just finding the pylon it really is it's a shame because it's give and take with the seven seed because on uh, the other half of it is you have uh, just a shitty pittsburgh team just that's yeah. gonna. I, they're gonna get the doors blown off him. Ben, ben will be crying on the sideline. The whole no, he'll be like, happy. It's over. I, do it. so. I, why? Why couldn't we have had fucking Justin Herbert? You know what I mean? In yeah. the Chargers. Instead, instead we get an anemic Steelers offense. Like Najee Harris is gonna touch the ball like seventy yeah. times. Yeah, but he's gonna get so it. I, being that you know, there's a lot of Steelers fans around. Um, one thing that I heard was like. Uh, especially around that crazy Sunday night game last week where it was like, dude, they actually might tie and the mm-hmm. Steelers might not actually get in. And it was like, oh, that would be the worst way for for Ben to go out because some crazy tie, the, only the second tie of the season happens and they just freak, don't get in. And I was thinking, I'm like, well, what would be worse at, as a Steelers fan for Big Ben to go out like that? You think that's the worst way? Or would it be worse for him to go into Arrowhead and get his doors blown off by forty? You gotta and give a legend over. a chance like that, though. You know, like I don't, I don't think it's gonna be that bad. Like I don't think they're gonna. I think get it's gonna stopped. be close. I think I might I, take Pittsburgh with the points. I, I was also um, considering that, <laughs> I <don't> but <laughs> I don't know. They could get blown out. Yeah, it's it's we'll a very see. real possibility. But we'll see. We'll have some answers after this weekend. Yep. Like he's yeah we no <laughs> we will have all we will have all the answers here but after um, the weekend who's the who's the uh, obviously it's definitely Pittsburgh I, I answered my own question but I was gonna say who, what, do you know what the odds are like who's who's the second long shot probably Philly probably yeah, the probably other Philly. seven seed <laughs> <laughs> I don't know dude whatever 
I, I bet you you can get Tennessee at like five or six best odds, and that's yeah. what pretty good value with. Well, with let's the buy. look. I let's just look it up. How about that? We could do that. But um, Super Bowl Fifty Six, Packers plus three eighty, Chiefs plus four fifty, Buccaneers plus seven fifty, Bills plus seven fifty, Titans plus eight fifty. There you go. Rams plus nine fifty, Cowboys eleven hundred, Bengals seventeen hundred, Cardinals twenty one, Niners twenty one hundred. Patriots twenty two hundred, Eagles fifty five hundred, wow. Raiders fifty five hundred, and the Steelers at nine thousand. <laughs> yeah, they're it's worth a, a little ten dollar bet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. There's some good. There's some good value in some of those teams like Arizona or um, uh, Cincinnati. I mean, we haven't talked at all about Arizona. I know because they've, they've fallen off. They've scuffled. They, they do this every year. Yeah. They, they just blunder at the end of the season, and then it's but like you can't. How are you expected to take them to win the playoff game? After you can't been deny just a that bunch they're of schmucks. They're probably a top top four or five. Yeah, when in they're talent in the, ball, in the whole league. Okay, like, but who do you feel better about right now? The Bengals, who are looking like this similar offense, but explosive, having a great four or five games but, down the stretch, or the Cardinals, who have a similar offense so, and are just blundering. So obviously, like who do you feel more comfortable uh, about? Obviously, that game? it's the Bengals. By how you it's, phrase the question, matchups but too. seasons always find a way of like evening themselves out. So like they They're had that crazy, five they matchups. had that crazy eight zero start. They were they were due lose a couple games. They look human. Bengals, they they were God Bengals, knows they the scuffled Bengals for a lost month. to the Chicago Bears. This year, <laughs> so and it's like I don't know that I like I for sure not going to count them out because they had that they went the first half of the year undefeated and I think they have not as good a chance as anyone but I think I, I could see them in the NFC championship I can see some great value around the Niners yeah I was thinking just yeah. off of like oh we get a big win against the Cowboys and then somehow stroll into Lambo and get a win they beat them before and then it's like okay who are you facing on the other side either Tom Brady or your the the division rivals so you, those three teams, 67% of them you've played two times already. And then you get the Bucks, So that'd be obviously another tough game to win, but Niners, I think, are getting tremendous value. And, I mean, they've been there 2100. before. You know, they, what, three years ago they were in the Super Bowl with similar teams. Essentially the same team. The same yeah. main components of the yeah. team, which is good to what you need because, you know, everything, every year it's a team needs, you know, they need 20 guys to get onto the roster, and there's a lot of moving parts. But when, I mean, yeah, the Patriots for the last 20 years, you keep the keep the coach the same, the quarterback the same, a couple of the defensive, you know, stalwarts that, that are year in, year out, you know what you're going to get, you know, like the Ninkoviches and guys like that. And they have that. So they, man, it's also just like how they got in, that that win against the Rams to, know, to get back. in, winning in, yeah. and they come back. They're hot. We Thank were God. in the car talking about well, this one instead one's of over. An, an anemic seventeen nothing or seventeen yeah. seven, and we're like, well, that one's over. You know, bye bye uh, San, San Fran. Fran. And then ten minutes later, it's like, oh, it's seventeen up. You know, like they're hot. Look out! It's gonna be Look it's out. gonna be a fun weekend. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. But looking uh, forward to tomorrow. Who wait? Who's who's the first game tomorrow? Uh, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Let's go. And and we get a Monday Night Football playoff game too. Is that first the, time ever. 
What game is that? It's, uh, cards. That's Cardinals, Cardinals Rams. Rams. God, there's these are all like very <laughs> intriguing matchups. Yep. And I yeah I hate this. The only one that's really not is Steelers. But I another thing you mentioned, Mart, was I I'm a big Jalen Hurts guy. I actually saw something. Uh, I saw a video where Carson Palmer. I guess he's doing like uh, like Trent Dilfer stuff now, <laughs> and he does these like breakdowns on TikTok. And he's he's good. I mean, he's a great he was a great quarterback. But um, he was responding to a take that Jalen Hurts at this point in his career versus Lamar through I think it was sixteen games. Jalen Hurts is better, and he was looking at the numbers and um, pretty similar. Hurts was like a little better passer rating, and like it was one of those things. You know, you put player A, player B. You know which one's better. It's like, oh well, B has the better stats, and then they show, oh, it's Lamar and Jalen. You know what I mean, like that kind of thing. But the kid is just—you talk about like some of the best and hardest just competitors around football. He's been that for since we, you know, got to see him at first at Bama. Yeah, like as a what freshman. he did, what he did as a freshman at Bama, as a sophomore with that adversity in Tua. And then going to Oklahoma, what doing do you, it again. The Heisman finalist. Doing it again. Heisman finalist, two different teams, two different two in two consecutive years. And like he's one of the he will never lay down. You know, so I I yeah, like, I think he's great. I think he's a great young quarterback for the NFL. Yeah, he is. And he's did you see him almost get absolutely just crushed by Yeah. He's gonna get better too. He is. And I mean, they they lead the league in rushing. They're rushing attack. They go most yards per game, and and I think if they had one more guy on the outside to complement Devontae Smith, would be huge. They could have. <laughs> they could have. Yeah. They Jalen Rager one pick ahead of Jay. They could have had Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I know they'll. Uh, wow. Instead, they settle for the uh, TCU product. But God, he's Shouldn't terrible. Shouldn't ever do that. <laughs> Dude, they, the guys they have just lining it up at their skill positions sometimes, it's like, who are these guys? Yeah. Greg, Greg Ward's been a been a mainstay. Yeah, and he's a quarterback. <laughs> I know. He's literally not even a wide receiver. After seeing the, what the Bengals have done, I don't know why every team just isn't doing that. I mean, they're literally just like just well, it'd be, it'd be nice to – because every team doesn't have Joe Burrow. That's yeah. Like, like, it, I mean, it'd be nice to it, have yeah. Joe Burrow. Yeah, but, like, those guys are fucking weapons. Yeah. <laughs> Just insane, dude. There. That's why I was like, I picked up um, more good news that we uh, to to bring besides my newfound Bengals fandom. Um, I finished the job. I won thirteen straight games to a fantasy championship. That's huge. Um, Congrats! It was one of the happiest I've been. It was the happiest I've been in a long time, and I did it without uh, playoff Lenny, who I gave a shout out to um, in our last show because of what he was what he was doing for the squad, but. I had picked up off waivers for the championship, Tyler Boyd. Huge. Didn't start him. He had a nice week, got his touchdown, and the whole time I was just thinking, it was the Chiefs against the Chiefs. The whole time I'm thinking, dude, he is an afterthought. And I know I mentioned him before, but you get a guy of that caliber, he would come to the Bears and be the best player on our offense. Him and David Montgomery, he would be our best receiver. And it's like, Uzama's good too. Yeah, like they—they're all good, and and I—that was the—that was the path they chose to take. Where it's like, dude, I think we can, you know, skip the old line for a year and just get as many like just incredibly talented people around on this offense and just just yuck it up. 
and just, you know, go blow for blow. And obviously Hendrickson is he's an all pro. They have enough on the defensive side of the ball to to, you know, actually make a make a run at this thing. Hey, I mean the Bears. The Bears got some weapons. I mean, we got Riley Ridley. Oh, oh, all right, yeah. all right. Wims, I can't hear like, about that. How about Amon or St. Brown? Yeah, Lions. He had like sixty <clears throat> catches in the last five weeks or something crazy. He's six, tremendous. Six touchdowns I remember too. I picked him in my fantasy draft because I was like, he's going to get going. He's a weapon. Uh, I was really psyched when they took him. You were big on him coming in the huge, end. huge because. There was all that talk, and, you know, there has been for two years, like these great recruiting, they're not recruiting, uh, receiver classes coming into the draft. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of great talent at the top, but there has been a couple sleeper guys. And St. Brown, I felt like, was really good, and I think it puts the Lions in a position to do a similar thing this year in draft maybe like an Alave or a Garrett Wilson or a Jameson Williams in like the first round. Uh, later first round. I wonder round. if that, if that Rams be pick, ready. Well, like with that Rams pick they have, later first round, um, it could be interesting, but I think the Lions... Do you think you get Because he's going to fall. I mean, he just yeah, tore his ACL. He could be. Yeah. I think they're thinking about uh, like getting a lave. I've seen in a couple things. But I think the Lions are in a good position where... They have some exciting people on both sides of the ball. DeAndre Swift, they is do. Fantastic. They do need help uh, coaching, skill position wise. Yeah, I, I mean, think they, 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 receiver. Raymond they had no. Like, like, they had. Caught, like, they had Cephas. They have Cephas and, and Cleve Raymond. And yeah, yeah, Raymond. And they have. The other, uh, it's back? your boy, Cleve Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I, uh, it's what's unique, it called? Do you follow Cleve Raymond on Instagram? No, I don't follow. What about Amara? Um, yeah, it's unique though. I feel like Jared Goff. Was almost like he shows up to Detroit. It's cold. It's not LA. He's pissed. It's a really shitty situation. I feel like he was not really psyched. And then the <laughs> season kind of gets going, and it starts. LA to Dude, they won the Campbell gets him going. They won pick three to games. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> but it's been a culture shift though. Games. But Dan Campbell gets him going, and it's like, hold on. There is something to be excited about. There has been no future excitement in Detroit for years for the football team, okay? And I'm telling you, I think that if Goff can be adequate for the next couple of years, the Lions could Dude, be decent. The Lions the Lions two weeks ago got 50-piece by the Seahawks, who were so, terrible. <laughs> that's what Detroit does. <laughs> they, I don't know. Do you want to guess? I think, I think your optimism Listen, is a little... If uh, the, what probably, are you talking good, about? It's probably good to have. If the Lions optimism, weren't the Lions, they would have beaten Chicago. And that's just a fact. Yeah, I mean... But the Lions are I mean, the Lions. I mean, if the, if the queen had balls, she'd be the king. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, the Lions dismantled two of the best teams in football. <laughs> Packers and Cardinals. Boom. Um, do you guys want to guess how many followers Khalif Raymond has on Instagram? <laughs> Five. 13,000. He's got 13.4,000. Yeah, give me that. He That's every, every middling athlete has 13,000. He, he hasn't posted since 2019, <laughs> since he was with the Titans. I don't know if he – is there, <laughs> Who knew is there some struggle with – or is there some unrest between Khalif Raymond and the, the Lions yeah. organization? No. He's, like, making some huge deal. Like, I'm out. They're like, dude, you're Khalif well, Raymond. Who do you take if you're Detroit then at two? <laughs> I mean, do you he's got a he's got a fan page. Do you take Hop- the other edge guy? What what? So they they took Sewell <laughs> this year. Yeah. What, what if they just? <laughs> what if they um? The good boy. Well, I mean, you t- It'd be great to have Thibodeau, but imagine if they take Evan Neal. Just 
fucking the I best think, the best tackles in the league. You know like, what might be one of the best value bets out there right now? Evan Neal to the Jaguars, number one overall. Yeah, I I like that too. There is there is some that's talk. a team that need might that right might there. gain that, that might gain some need. traction, yeah. and that might be one of those things where it's, hey, we're not going to get the best guy in the draft. We're going to get the number one need we have yeah. because he's a top four prospect. I don't really think it's that much of a reach. No. Maybe it maybe a trade with down. with Lawrence too. Like who had a bad season? They they yeah. need, they need to build uh, around I, him. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel bad spending. A, a, a number one pick on him at all? I don't. It's like, think. Uh, what if it? What, what if it doesn't work out? Oh, we'll just pick number one again next year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what they they're do. They're not every, in any that's rush. That's what they do every know, year. Like, so they're who, not in any rush. They have Josh Allen on defense, and then who else do they really? Uh, have? They, I mean, they have they have Allen and Clay, Clay Avon Chason or whatever. Like they, they got a couple. <laughs> of, they got a couple of like they spent I first round picks edge on edge what rushers. They need. No, yeah, it's not. It's, it's literally not. not. So why? <laughs> I think the Lions. I I would take. I think the Lions. If he's there, they have to take Hutchinson. He's literally from like right, right outside Detroit. Yeah, that'd be. I mean, that'd be cool. I think it's the pick. Yeah, I I I mean, they're they're not going to take a tackle because they just took Sewell. But God, you guys would regret that mightily. What? Taking him. Hutchinson? Yeah. Lions? Yeah. Why? Because he's going to be terrible. Oh my <laughs> God! No, not, why is he going to be terrible? Because he's not. He's. He has rode this narrative all season that, like, he's the best player ever in Michigan history, in college football history. He's doing it for his dad, who played there, same number, like, all this bullshit. And he's just not... Like I look at, I dude. Look, if that happened at Notre Dame, you would think that was the fucking coolest shit ever. I'm just saying. Like yeah. it's, I mean, it I is mean, a man, like, I, I don't think there's anything a, wrong. Jalen Smith was that. Look where he got cut three times this year. I know. I don't know. I think he's. I think he's a great edge player. I think he, he was. He had hype going into this year. I just think he was just better. You're right. I, w- I would be sucking him off if he played at Notre he Dame. He just yeah. smashed like the Michigan sack record, and I mean, just had a great season, and literally is just better than his dad. And his dad was already a Michigan legend. So yeah. it's like if you're better than your Michigan legend father. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I have no problem with Hutchinson's a beast. He's if he, Hutchinson's dad or if Hutchinson's mom had balls, she'd be his dad. Yeah, <laughs> Thibodeau's really good too. I don't really. I think they're two great edges, and I don't think that either one would be a bad pick. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I just think it's kind of like you know how they, how these guys that know nothing about anything have like their their profile of a guy that plays you know every position, and they just like suck off. Uh, Thibodeau because he just looks the part. You know yeah. what I mean? It was he's like, cl- he's oh, he looks like, like, he's like oh, Khalil Mack's brother. Look at him at Buff. Like, he's so good. He looks like, just like Khalil Mack. He's I mean, terrible. The Bulls took him as a courtesy when they got Khalil Mack, and the kid's never going to step foot on the field. Hey, that- there is one thing that I think just we forgot to address is that the Bills might be good this year in the playoffs because. Remember, Diggs was watching the AFC yes. Championship yeah, ceremony. Yeah, look how it worked out for Cincy. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. That's a little different, though. No, yeah. I, um, hey, there. I mean, I'm it's glad tough it came full. The, the, the Wolverines were on that same uh, path. What? What's it? They, they're players. Yeah, see, Michigan is now the team who's watching next. So it's like, <laughs> so we will see if it pays off next year. 
Because Michigan watched Georgia celebrate. <laughs> if, if, Michi- so, if Michigan wins the national championship, it is solely because of that reason. Yes, yes. Dude, it's funny because... And it's always, like, the young or the best players. Like, last year was, like, that Ahmad Gardner. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, he's a, he was a huge... Right, yeah. And this, this year, year, it's J.J. McCarthy and Donovan Edwards. It is yeah. Andrell Anthony. Yeah. It's going to be... They were all watching... The Georgia players have so much fun. Yeah. They hated it. Yeah. They want to be Orange Bowl champions. Congrats. You guys earned it. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, let's go get in the room and start working now. Yeah. yeah. Just in, <laughs> yeah, it immediately yeah. went to the room. You hear that Bleacher room. Report will be the first to report, like, these three Michigan freshmen were in the weight room an no. hour after. Where's the, the closest weight room to the Orange Bowl? Like, yeah, where like, can we I get? Out, where now. can we get a pump in? They right needed now. it an hour after. Like, yeah. just immediately. Yeah, I get it. Just create. So there was, there was definitely a Bleacher Report tweet with like with like a fist emoji, like yeah. The, yeah. The, like brotherhood or yeah. something. <laughs> He's got and, next. Yeah, and the uh, you know that emoji. It's like one of the the, the fire. The, the one. Eyeball. It's like. It's one of the ones that the it's like with the directions with the arrows and it's like bars like get going up. It's like yeah. the the, oh, the, yeah. lo- the loading yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> he's loading. He's up next. Yeah, load. So, if yeah. we keep let's I think what we should do as us as a podcast is keep track of how watching ceremonies pays off. Yeah. It, it, let's get some stats on that. We know we're down one right now. This is Cincy. It did not pay off for them. They did not win the game that they watched get celebrated last year. Michigan. <laughs> oh for one. Okay, oh for one. Oh for one in Bills, ceremony Bills. So far it has never see, worked. We have to see the Bills. I guess they would kind of have to get Should to the I, AFC championship game to get that to work, but we'll, we'll keep oh, it yeah, close. Oh, yeah, because it was, right? It was after they I lost actually, the Chiefs. I actually we'll might just hammer Patriots money line now <laughs> because of this. this are we fading the ceremony <laughs> watching? The ceremony is, watching? It, is this the model? <laughs> I kind of like rolling with it. I think Cincy was just a bad it was case. A fluke. Like we didn't think they were actually going to do anything. <laughs> I mean, we said that. So, on here. what was the final? Was it a? Do you guys lose by twenty six? Was it twenty or what was the final that Georgia game? Oh, Michigan yeah. versus Georgia. Because oh, right before the I was Cinc- trying not to think about right that. before the Cincy game, uh, they, had, they had eight. they had the guy. <laughs> <laughs> they had the no, guy. No, they scored eleven. All right, it was thirty four eleven. So twenty three. Uh, so they had the the guy talking the stats, the college football stats, and it's it's no obviously you know novel concept that most of them are blowouts, and it it had been like only two or three semifinal games in the era had been single digits. The average margin of victory in the semifinal games was twenty one. So I got to thinking, right? Notre Dame gets shit on because they get smoked in the playoff, right? So I was thinking, I'm like, okay, we lost by 27 to Clemson, and we lost by 17 to Bama. Bama. So then I was like, okay, you add those together, that's 41. You divide that by two games to get the average. You're better than that. 20 and a half. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're right there. So (laughs) we actually are better. We're better than the average team in the college football playoff. You guys just... You're Just close. Outside. You're close. You need one more. One appearance. Uh, maybe minimum two appearances. Yeah, minimum two appearances. Yeah. Hey, um, lo- lose by 17 next playoff. So who – all right. Yeah. We, we should also, along with the uh, ceremony watching, we should make a call out for who we think is going to be the new one in the NFL playoffs. Who's going to do it? It was Diggs last year. What oh. team and what guy is going to be – who's the guy that does that? Dude, I, th- I totally think I could see, like, an A.J. Brown – Doing it, maybe like the Titans get because it's got to be a team who's like wanted to take the step, 
but hasn't. Mm-hmm. Jamar, Jamar Chase is too cool to do that. Yeah, there's no way. Uh, I could see maybe like if the Eagles somehow were to make a run, maybe like a Jalen Hurts doing it. Yeah, I he, think he's it, above that. I think Debo. No, I don't see it. I. We need Khalif Raymond in the playoffs. <laughs> well, yeah, Khalif Raymond. <laughs> Raymond is the poster boy <laughs> for watching. Can you, can you imagine Cyril Grayson just after like a crushing loss to Philadelphia, just standing out there? I I feel like I mean it's got to be it's got to be a guy on a team that Carr? we don't think is going to win it. Yet. Carr, Derek Carr, and uh, and Hunter Renfro just arm in arm. Henry Ruggs will be there. In a <laughs> He'll be the one to do it. I think it could be Diggs again. Well, are we ruling out the the problem? Like Derek Carr in the back of the courtroom. When, well, there's uh, there's one obvious Ruggs answer that tried. we're not going to be able to get a judge on, and it's going to be Ben just standing out there with his helmet, like yeah, drink, drinking well, a butt happy. One, one last ride, but well, it's like we're not going to be able to add that to our data set because because it's, it's got to it be because if you're watching the celebra- it's got to be a game you watch a celebration. So it's got to be like. Yeah, like are the New Chiefs, Year's Six Bowl? Are the Chiefs like really going to celebrate like beating the Steelers? I doubt it. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the whole thing is it's got to be like you're they're watching the ceremony. I feel like, like, I like could a see Garden, do it. Like I'm, yeah, but like, like they, they have to get to that point, and like, none of us are ever giving the Steelers a chance to make the AFC. Championship. No, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. So maybe talking, Trayvon Diggs. So there's three opportunities. Whoa, Trayvon Diggs. It runs in the oh. family. Cowboys make it to lose the <laughs> NFC Championship to the Packers. McCarthy loses the revenge game. And Trayvon, and Trayvon Diggs, Diggs. sideline, watching Packers celebrate. Boom. That's He's that, my that's, number one pick. He's right, my Trayvon watch. Diggs. Um, he's my watch. I'm going to go... I don't know. This is Stays tough. I love that, though. I love that. Um, dude, yeah, it's crazy because he had most picks in the league. He also gave up most yards against. Yeah. Just because everyone like that's why he got like I some guy was talking like the you know advanced stats on it and it was like the reason he gets so many interceptions is because everyone is constantly throwing at him because they think he's a joke and like try, you know what I mean and yeah. like most of the time it works but a lot of times I also he think picks he's really aggressive though and like he what is, he goes yeah. for and part of it I feel like he needs a little bit better over top yeah and maybe it could be better but. There are a lot of times where it, that's where I worry, like with Debo. Like, dude, he could get lost back there. I like the Niners. I like the Niners, but so, I don't know. That would ruin the Trayvon Diggs ceremony watching. So if I stick with my Packers and Bengals, say, damn, this is tough. Well, because, yeah, so who do you think will lose to the Packers or lose to the Bengals in the AFC Championship? <laughs> They, it's gonna be James Conner. That okay? Maybe Chase Edmonds. <laughs> I, could, <laughs> I love Chase Edmonds. I could see him for sure. The, the doing entire it. Arizona Cardinals backfield. You know Benjamin's yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> Edo Smith. <laughs> yeah, no, that's. You got anyone, Mark? Uh, I'll just. Sti- I'm I mean, gonna go James Conner. They're gonna lose to the Packers to go to the Super Bowl. And James Conner's gonna be uh, out there. Who's your ceremony watcher? He's got next. Watch out for them next year. I I'm saying Carr. I'm telling All you right, Carr. We got him. Carr. So Raiders are making the run. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, because I got him beating Cincinnati. So. Okay. That's perfect. Yeah. So we got Trayvon Diggs, Derek Carr, and James Conner. Great. Walk out. Let's go. Uh, um, I did want to um, – we haven't gotten to it yet, and just because, you know, it took place this Monday. Um, 
and I also did because uh, uh, this preceded the uh, the podcast, but I had done a some um, substantial um, picks and and you know look ahead to the college football season, um, where I made you know some predictions and I broke down who I thought you know the horses were. And um, I did have Georgia finally, you know, break the 41-year drought. But the thing that kind of makes me laugh, being that they actually won it, was my Heisman winner that I had predicted was JT Daniels. Yeah. Who did not even sniff the field. Yeah. And, God, what a great story, though. I know. Yeah, what a I mean, great he's got, story, he's man. got good odds for next year, too, but... Daniels, um, what's he, I mean, what's he gonna do? Transfer again? No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it, they're saying it's supposed to be his team next year. I, I mean, know. he's got like the third best. But Stetson, man, like runs. one of the he good was, for Georgia. Yeah, I'm good, happy for good him. for them. Like I, I, mean, I didn't need to see Bama raise another one. Yeah. I lost a lot of money. I don't even think they'd Bama raise it. I don't even think they'd raise it at this point. They just give it to him. I, like everybody, like it's weird. Everybody feels the need to like shit on Stetson Bennett just because he was like a walk-on. It's like, why, dude? This It's like that's it's like so the coolest cool, story. Bro. Have you seen First the First walk-on ever to win a natty. When and probably people, the only one people are shitting on him because he's not like not good. It's like, why? <laughs> How many stars, bro? But yeah, it, literally. Have and you seen the thing where it's when Bama wins the natty, like Tom wins the Super Bowl? Yeah, or like there's Uh-oh. some like inverse weird. Or like, no, it's yeah, it's inverse. Yeah, maybe last year. Every broke, other, yeah. it's Patriots. Well, last Bama. year it was Buccaneers and. Yeah, they both. Won so that year. broke the data. Yeah, <laughs> it broke the data. But there's something I can't remember if it's they both do it or maybe they maybe maybe it's when they both. So win. we're we're pending that stat for this Eagles bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put a strike. Put an asterisk by it because we don't know which way the stat goes. (laughs) But either way, trust the stat. Again, minimum two appearances. Trust Um, the stat. But yeah, that was that was a fun game. Like it was a great game. It was kind. You know what? It was kind of like like how the past two. Sorry to interrupt. No, the past two years, a key player goes down instantly, and it just. I hate seeing it. Last yeah. year, like, the Ohio State Buckeyes were a complete different team with Trey Sermon rushing yeah. like a madman. Yeah. I mean, that, that's their script. That's how they win these big games and end the years past. Yeah, dismantled I forgot about that. that was I like, mean, yeah. This year, Jamison Williams, down. It's just so tough to see. And Two um, of, like, Herb Streets, you know, like, guys to watch, like, before the yeah, game. Yeah, and they're and down. And um, you were kind of talking about your projection for going into this year. Um Mine, I, I, it, and it, it pains me to say this, but, man, I, I really think Ohio State's going to win the Natty next year. I mean, Stroud was unbelievable all year, and they bring back probably the They're best freshman. They're bringing back more talent. Than they bring back the best freshman running back. They And then Smith Jigba destroyed Utah himself, and Marvin Harrison Jr. is unbelievable. They have a solid Solid core comeback, and it is scary to me as a Michigan fan. Um, it'll be it'll be tough. I, they're for, my they're my pick. It'll be tough for year. Ohio State to even get to the Natty after starting zero and one. Oh yeah, because they play because <laughs> they play Marcus Freeman. Yeah, they yeah. lost what week three this year. They looked and awful in the second half against Oklahoma State. They looked awful. I know they looked pretty good in the first half though. He got yeah. very, like it was it was very clear that um, he got out coached by Mike Gundy in that second half. Yeah. I mean. Like, traditionally, obviously, we just needed to play better. Like, like Tommy Reese was allergic to running the ball. But it was like, it 
every time he'll they, be fine. Obviously, it's his game. first game. Like it's huge, and they keep showing him. You know, when when shits in the was fan, a, and he looked. Fine. It was a meaningless game. It was no, yeah, it didn't mean anything. But he looked really like shell shocked in the second half. Like, can you tell me where that Ohio State Notre Dame game is next year? It's at the show. I want to go to it. Good I want to go to. Yeah. You wow. Good luck. You think you're gonna go in the shoe and win? Yeah. No way. Yep. No way. I don't think so. I know so. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Good for Georgia. Um, they dismantled Michigan. Um, I really thought that game was gonna be a lot closer. Not because I didn't think Georgia was capable of that, but I thought, um, I thought Michigan would just have a better showing. Get in um, line. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew now. Was, now we can empathize with one another. Yeah. I knew it was going to had start leaning that way uh, after really Michigan's first kind of possession where they went for it on the the fourth down. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, you know, that's one of those situations where hey, we're in a big game. We got to make big plays. You got to score big points. You know, you got to finish those kind of drives. You can't just punt it and then expect let Georgia go down and score again. Because I kind of thought that that was going to turn into, all right, maybe it's a quick 14-14 or 7-7, but then, like, all right, now heavyweights are sitting in, they're feeling each other out. And right after that fourth down, Michigan just was depleted and Georgia was just all gas and just stepped on their throats. And Michigan is not geared to play from behind because then they start relying on trying to make these and force these big plays and, like, hit Andrell Anthony down the field. And then it's like second and ten. And then, yeah, let's try running it. Georgia D shuts him down in third and eight the whole game. Mm-hmm. Third and penalties were a killer. It, it was really sad. I don't. I think that is my number one takeaway is that the game could have been a lot different had Michigan converted on that fourth down, gone and scored, made it a 7-7. Seven, seven you know, it, that you breaking that down reminds me um, – the funny part about us losing 30 to 3 to Clemson was that we were up 3 nothing. Yep. And after we kicked, Yoon, you know, striped like a 35-yarder, you know, like he did a billion times in his tenure at Notre Dame. But the do you remember the what happened right after they kicked the field goal? That fumble where it was sitting right on the sideline and obviously we all know the shape of a football, right? So if mm-hmm. it's laying flat, the ends of the ball are not on the ground because the curve of the yeah. ball and it was indis like you couldn't tell by the human eye what if it was touching or not the side oh. of the ball and we we recovered the ball at the nine yard line on the field they review overturn say the ball had touched out of bounds and it's going to be Clemson ball at the nine and it's just that uh, that one moment, and you know, people that that don't, people that aren't fans, uh, oh, dude, you end up getting smoked anyway. But that's not how football works. You, we pick that up, we score a touchdown. You know, assuming we we do put it in, it's like we're up ten nothing. The uh, the Clemson offense is starting to be like, okay, maybe they try to do too much. You know, they get out of their game plan, and it's just like that one play. That ends up going forgotten, right? Is the thing that's the difference between us losing by twenty-seven points or us yeah. maybe winning, and that's yours. It's, you it's know, it. you got to make plays like that in those kind of games because, like you said, they've normally been games that are a twenty-one point, so they're not even really close. I actually thought point. that since he played all right, 
I did too. That was just one of those games where it was kind of like the Oklahoma game, though, where where they Bama were never gonna. You just it was just from start to it was they were like, never. It was gonna just win. like you had them down under your foot the whole time, and it was like, oh, you want to come up? No, nope, it down. was literally like the. Uh, like the thing, it's like you know, you got the little brother running at you. You just got your hand I on their head, and they're like running. And you're like, you're, they're never gonna get to you and actually hit you. And you just kind of hold them, and they're yeah. just swinging. And you're just like, I actually, I heard this from one of my friends. Was like, oh, like look out next year, we're gonna get like a pissed off Bryce Young. And I think, I think, yeah, I think he's obviously really good. He was the Heisman Trophy winner, but um, I, I feel like I'm way more in on. CJ Stroud in the Buckeye offense than I am the Bama. Yeah, offense they're gonna be dude. Year. That's yeah, we gonna were, be a nut. Notre Dame needs to start prepping for that now. I mean, <laughs> oh, I, I looked at the preseason Heisman odds and I think Stroud is like plus three fifty, and I was like, dude, with those uh, that kind of weaponry and you know, we talked about this is Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State are always gonna have that quarterfinal game, like mm-hmm. we said, where where you play each other, and for Michigan, if it's more prevalent because they play the last game of the season, Michigan and Ohio State. So, you know, you win that and hopefully take care of business in the Big Ten Championship, you're in the playoff. Yeah. Yay. That, oh, so you have that expectation to kind of get to the playoff every year if you mm-hmm. can win that. And, uh, man, Ohio State just looks really, really good for next year. They bring back everyone except just two great receivers, but they reload. Smith and Jigba, I think, can make up for both of them. Yeah. He's fantastic. And they even said, I don't know if you saw that interview with, like, all three of them, but, like, they were, like, I think it was, like, Chris Fowler or Herb Street. I think it was Herb Street because he's an Ohio State guy. He was, like, um, now, which one of the three of you is the best? And they just all look at Smith and Jigba like, dude, this guy is special. Yeah, that's, like, what, that's what always happens. It's, like, that this guy's always the best. So like you, you always hear like because well, you got to learn from them so much, mm-hmm. and you know, then, then it's you always the young like at, the, the in a wide receiver room brother. full of like Jerry Judy, like all these dudes. Yeah, Slade Bolden. This yeah. guy's the best. <laughs> like, well, you guys don't see, you guys don't see him at practice. <laughs> yeah. You know, this guy does some things on the on the training field. Well, what's that his name? You've never seen Brian Hartline. The is the receiver coach for Ohio State, and he's done a phenomenal job. But the former Dolphins wideout. Yeah, he <laughs> said a um, he had a comment. I saw it was I thought it was really cool, where he was kind of talking about how he'd rather have like the like it was like oh Ohio State's losing like two the two best receivers in football, and um, and they like had Jamison Williams, you know, and he was like the number three guy and. He made a comment about like how he would rather have like the four guys coming up from the two. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, you have Alave and Garrett Wilson, but then you have Smith and Jigba, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., and he was like two more guys who are like the four of them are learning from the two, and now you just have these four guys who are coming up next, and it's like, whoa, you have just a mass of people who learn from these just great receivers. I'm pretty sure Smith and Jigba's brother – is like some beast for Michigan's baseball team. Really? Like gonna I'm pretty sure it's Michigan. Cuz I remember seeing it I was like there's no way there's another Smith and Jigba. You know what I uh, mean? Like yeah. they've got to be brothers. Um I forget his name. I love when uh I love how uh he says his name uh Gus Johnson says his name Smith and Jigba. Yeah. The emphasis is great. Um Yeah, any final you guys have any Notes, other notes from uh, bowl season. Um, LSU looks like a joke. 
getting ready for oh, Brian yeah, Kelly to come in. Oh, yeah, they got mopped, bro. They look like Kansas a joke. Kansas State, dude. Um, the South Carolina hype is real. I will say that. Um, that was a big win against North Carolina. Uh, Beamer is an electric young coach, and especially with getting – um, those big pickup. They had a great. They have a great recruiting class coming in, and then getting the tran- those transfer pickups from Beamer's days and uh, OU. I have to say, one of the most heartbreaking beats. Luckily, I wasn't on the uh, the wrong end of it, but uh, Nick was, and he had uh, he had Pitt plus. Um, I had, yeah, I had yeah. He had teased plus three them, and a and, half. yeah, and they were up what fourteen, and they gave up. 24 unanswered in the fourth quarter and that pick six the kid just not going down just being a completely selfish individual and <laughs> just refuse you know what i mean just not going down and then the next week he had um who was it in that the steelers game he had uh who was that who would they beat in the, their last game ben's last game uh the ravens yeah the ravens he had he had teased the Ravens, and Najee did the exact same thing. And just instead of going down after the first down to have Big Ben knee it out, just decided to take it 55 yeah, yards. Yeah, I had Najee anytime touchdown. I, I had I, I had Najee anytime touchdown, too. And it was just cap off the uh, fantasy season. You know, like I had him going. It didn't matter, but it was like, good for you, kid. Um, trying to think if there's anything else to get to. But uh, – uh, no, I guess, yeah. I mean, it's going to be an exciting year next year. Did you see, uh, like, Joel Klatt's, like, thing, like, for I, – I like Joel Klatt a lot. I like Joel Klatt. He's um, one of the few guys that I like in that Yeah, industry. I um, was looking at his, like, you know, way too early – I'm going to actually pull that up. Ceremony the watching list. Way too early list. top 25. Yeah, like just yeah, – <laughs> Top yeah, 25 Yeah, cere- his ceremony watching list, but – um, obviously, you know, number one, I think is still Bama, but it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Bama two Ohio state, three, Georgia four Texas A&M that loaded class yeah, coming bro. in. Just um, so many, just so many like new stories to like yeah. keep track of. Like it's going to be, Oh, is USC or is USC going to be, you know, for real is, is South Carolina going to be for real? So there's a lot I of expect, different places. Um, to watch. I expect Clemson to take a, a big stride back this year. I yeah, think they'll be back. Ugly or however you say it. You ever his, I think he just needed a, a year, you know, a lot of expectation following Lawrence and what his, what he did there. Um, oh, last uh, comment about Michigan. I think JJ McCarthy will be starting next year. I do. I think for Jim Harbaugh, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I said that I don't <laughs> think Harbaugh can be done until he's had the five star that he recruited. You know, this is like the first time that there's an actual dude in Ann Arbor who sh- who has high expectations. Um, now to say that Cade, Cade was great this year, but I, I you know, you want that two dimensional. And can do it all and throw and that's I think that's what he is and he was only a freshman this year so you I mean obviously Bryce Young what was he a sophomore and Stroud was a mm-hmm. freshman so yeah. uh, you could I I could see him taking a big stride in the off season and being the clear clear cut but they bring they bring some good Ronnie Bell I don't know do you guys do you guys remember him Yeah. he was hurt this year. Michigan. I, I couldn't believe that hasn't been talked about a lot. Like that that is one of the best receivers in college football in my opinion. Like a dude who's just been 
with the program and has been like a great receiver for Michigan, mm-hmm. but just kept getting the injuries. Oh. And so he's coming back, though. So he'll be back next year. So you look at a team where, wow, bringing back all these receivers, adding in um, – Adding in Ronnie Bell back, maybe this dynamic quarterback. If not, we stick with Cade, who was good enough this year. Yeah, we lose those two backs, that one-two punch, but Donovan Edwards was a five-star running back. Mm-hmm. So he's ready for a workload. And yeah. showed he could throw the ball, too, against <laughs> Iowa. So, yeah, I, I mean, I can see why he's got him. Old Joe Clatt's got him at five. But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, Cincy. A lot How of stories, a lot of, lot of fresh faces and new places next year. And, uh for weight. I think the countdown is on for the you know 2022-2023 college season, and um, the NFL playoffs are on. So uh, we'll be back um, recapping you know these games next week. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I think uh, I like doing the uh, the questions, getting the questions. Um, you know, kind of feel out what the audience is wants to hear. So I think we'll be doing that again. Um, and yeah, we'll be back.